Hi there, welcome to the Hotspur Hood, and this is Let's Talk Tottenham. Ooh, a tough game today. We're, it's going to be very nervy watching this Newcastle game. Uh, but if Newcastle get anything from this Arsenal game, top four is in our hands after a superb win against Burnley. Very hard fought, not, not the nicest uh, win you'll ever see, but doesn't matter. Win's a win, and all that matters was the three points. Joined by, with Brian, uh, joined by Brian. How are you doing, Brian? I am doing very, very good, sir. Hopefully, I'll be doing a lot better in a couple of hours. <laughs> but yeah, at the moment, I'm I'm very good. Yeah, I, I did say on Friday on my channel that uh, I'd uh, do this in another room so I could watch the game. But then I thought uh, last time I did this on a Monday, it was Palace versus Arsenal. I did it in this room. Palace won. So I'm hoping uh, lightning strikes twice. Uh, you know me, Brian. Superstition. superstition. Yeah, I, I don't know what you're talking about. I've got about 24 of them now. Um, yeah, but yeah. Um, yeah, I, I also thought when I last came on this show was when Arsenal played yeah. Palace. It's not that I love your company, which I do, but yeah. this is purely superstition right now. <laughs> this is purely the filth loss when you and me did a stream together. Let's repeat that. Mm, absolutely. And yeah, get their confidence even lower, even lower, so we can uh, be quite a few points clear of them uh, come the end of the day on Sunday. Uh, first things first, uh, thanks everybody for watching. Uh, please hit that like, please hit that subscribe. Super chats are available. Um, so yeah, super chats in, guaranteed your message is read. And, and yeah, thanks to any, any anybody who does that. A few comments already in. I'll try and read all the comments, but obviously I might not get around to that. But Mark Swift, do my job for me. Hit that like and sub. You can get your super chats in too. And do sub to Let's Talk Tottenham and Tottenham on Tour. Thank you. Tottenham on Tour, as you know, is Brian's channel. Let's yeah, Talk Tottenham you. is mine. But obviously, uh, Tommy's allowed me to do Monday show on his channel. Uh, Sean from Spurs Talk Show. How Big you down. doing, buddy? THFC14. How you doing? And Simply Ace. How you doing? Big right, let's get, let's get started. Uh, huge hard-fought win, uh, Brian, against Burnley. Uh, I only saw the second half. Uh, and, and very lucky with uh, uh, the post shot from uh, uh, Ashley Barnes. Dubious penalty, but uh, we'll get into that a bit later. But how big was that win, being the fact that we, we were in this situation not that long ago where ball wins out of four, beat Brighton, put pressure on Arsenal before they play, and we lost that game. How, how big is this win? Certainly coming after the uh, North London derby, which I didn't go, my dad said, was so loud and danger of it being like the Lord's Mayor, Lord Mayor's show. How how big was this win? It's um, it's huge. I, I've been saying it literally after winning the North London derby and getting that done and getting over the line, it was imperative with us going first that we got another three points to go above the filth, really put the pressure on them. Uh, and again, we stood up to the challenge. It wasn't the most glitzy and glamorous uh, Swashbuckling, look at the words coming out of me. Swashbuckling, I'm going to put that in my locker. You, you um, swallowed a dictionary or something. I, I may have done, I may have done. I've got, <laughs> so, so, so the, the main job was to get the job, the main thing was to get the job done. And that's what we did. That is exactly what we did. Winning is winning. And that's all we needed to do. Yeah, absolutely. And uh wasn't the, 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 the best game you'll ever see, but... uh doesn't need to be. This time of the season doesn't need to be. It's just about winning. And and with our goal difference, which I think is plus before tonight anyway, plus 12 better than Arsenal. Something, something like that. Yeah, something like that. And all that mattered was the win. And and do you think it will put pressure on Arsenal tonight? I mean, obviously, we don't want to tempt fate too much. Um, 
But I thought in the North London derby, and we spoke about this on my show on Friday when you were on, Arteta looked like a bit of a headless chicken, a, a deer in the headlights, certainly when the red card happened, didn't seem to know what to do. So he's obviously got to galvanise those players. I think Gabriel's back, which is slightly annoying. Yeah. Holding won't be. Do, do you think that the pressure will get to them or do you think he'll be able to galvanise them and they'll be able to galvanise themselves being with what's at stake? Well, Arteta on a daily basis looks like a deer in the headlights, so uh, there's no change there. Um, the back four are, or sorry, the central two are Gabriel and, and Ben White. Gabriel went off, as we all know, during the North London derby, so there's no way he's 100% fit. No. And Ben White may be 100% fit, but he's not 100% match fit. Hmm. So we are just talking on Bob's first channel on Superman, when I was with Superman, and you never know if... if Newcastle have got a lot of people with pace in that team. Callum Wilson being a large part of that. If he gets them stretched, who knows if their their legs or or whatever part of the uh, the leg their injury is, if it's uh, it's going to hold up. So I I I literally I don't think he's going to have a clue what to do today. And their midfield: Xhaka, Odegaard, and Elneny. Do me a favour. Do me yeah, a favour. It all depends how they approach the game. I think and. If they approach the game anything other than 100% committed, and, and although I say committed, Bob Holding was 100% committed against us and we saw what happened, but he just... A bit yeah, let's hope they're 100% committed then. Yeah. Not more of the same. <laughs> but yeah, if, if they don't take Newcastle seriously, if they think Newcastle are on holiday on the beach now because they're safe, and, and I mean, Newcastle, their fans always... that They could be bottom of the conference and they'd still get 50,000, whatever that capacity yeah. is, screaming all game so it's they obviously didn't do that well in a hostile atmosphere at the uh, um the north london derby let's hope uh that can happen again um but yeah i mean uh let's go to the penalty let's go to the penalty uh it's it i think we can agree it's a soft one it's one of those but Eric Dyer had a shout. Uh, my my friend, the United fan, constantly goes on. Eric Dyer should have been given a penalty against because his arms were in an unnatural, unnatural position. Slightly different where Barnes's were up in the air. But regardless if it's a penalty or not, whether it's close range, which it was, if you have your arm up like that, we saw in a Champions League final, if you have the arm up like that, especially with VAR now, you're asking for it to be looked at. And, and yep. if it's getting looked at and the ref, if the referee says it's not a penalty and he's told to have a look at it, it's going to say to him kind of, there's something on here. Uh, but what can't be denied is that the man you want on the end of a penalty, pressurised situation, not pressurised situation, Harry Kane. I, I mean, Nick Pope could have moved two seconds before and he still wouldn't have got that. But what, what did you make of the penalty um, decision? So, so, so first of all, we need to pay a lot of respect to Davinson Sanchez's shin because the way he can control <laughs> that ball on his shin to do what he did was sensational. Listen, I, I said on We Are Tottenham TV with Resin, Resin and Nick Barry, Sean Phil Grant, who, look at that, as if uh, he appears just to speaking about him. With his arm out like that, if I'd given him a glow stick, he could have waved my jet in when I get to Heathrow in a couple of weeks. <laughs> you cannot do it. Listen, was it soft? Yes, it's a stupid law. Where, the, where handballs have got into. It changes every season. There's no clarity on it. But by the letter of the law, it's a penalty. You bring up the Champions League one. I bring up the Newcastle one a couple of years ago, Eric Dyer, when he had his hat back to the ball 
and it hit him here, penalty. It's this stupid letter of the law. And when you're that is not a natural wait, let's not bash my curtains. Um, <laughs> or whatever you call these. Um, you, you do that, and no uncertain term is that a natural position in football, no, or in, in, in life, unless you're in a gym lifting weights like that. That is not natural. And you, you risk it. When you people say about Dyer doing this all the time, hands behind the back, I'd rather he have his hands behind the back rather than doing this during the game. Um, and it, it happened. It happened. So was it a, by the letter of the law? Was it a stonewall penalty? Yes. Is it a stupid law? Yes. Do I give a fuck? No. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, you know, five years ago without VAR, you could probably get away with that sometimes, you know, up to the referee's decision. Is it too close to him? You know, well, it was, Chris. Sorry, so, so, if, you look, yeah. if you look back at it, I remember Lucas doing his bit of skill, pulling it back to Kane. Kane shot went wide. Hmm. And then they kept showing these replays, but I couldn't see. I could hear the crowd. Something was going on. And then, obviously, VAR had said to him, so if VAR hadn't said anything, it would have even been a debate. It would have been half-time whistle, in we go. That was completely VAR school, not the referees. Yeah. And, uh, it goes back, you know, VAR was supposed to come in. If it's clear and obvious, then, you know, call it. We don't have to go into the offsides where someone's uh, not cut their toenails for a day and therefore they're offside, whereas if they cut them the day before, they're onside. But, yeah, I, I, I totally agree with that. I can't tell you what the, what the handball rule is now because it changes every season. I can't tell yep. you what it is because I don't bloody know. And it's just so ridiculous. Rules made up by morons who have never played football. They're businessmen and, and you know. But, like like you say, do I care? Absolutely not. And it's basically got us that win. But uh, Kane's penalty. Uh, he, he missed a chance just earlier. I, I, I'm not sure if it took a deflection and went wide, but you'd expect Harry Kane to score from that close range. Uh, but, I mean, there's a lot been said about him this season, quite rightly so, certainly at the start. He's coming Just back let now. Me know, Chris, like... You're going to have a special guest come on. Oh, excellent. And a yeah, very special guest. Hope, yeah. Or guests, mm, I say. I'll, I'll look forward to that. And, uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, what was I saying? How, how he came. He, he's, he's had his critics this season and had stuff said about him, quite rightly so, certainly at the start of the season. I said the Arsenal game, a 3 1 loss. When he lost the ball for the third goal, sprinted back 70 yards, got unlucky with the uh, ricochet. But if you're not bothered about your job and you make a mistake, it's somebody else's problem. It's not my problem. Someone else can sort it out. The fact that he came sprinting back showed that he cared. And that was the turning point for me that he's got over that Man City thing. And then obviously you have to get up the form and the fact we had Nuno playing yep. with, more or less without strikers. Whereas Kane now is is the Kane that football world expects Harry Kane to be, is he? Uh, well, first way, I mean... I would always own up when I make mistakes. And I made a huge one when, when uh, at the beginning of the season, or not, I wouldn't say I made a mistake, but I was wrong. Um, if, what? I swallowed a dictionary, but now I can't even make sense of what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> so I was very, 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 very critical when Harry came. When I came back and we met at the Chelsea game and then at the Villa game and the Man U game, the first few games I was there, he was woeful. And I was giving it to him both barrels, both at the at the stadium, on social media, on uh, on streams, but since Conte's come in, and it's taking him time to get back to full fitness and get his head right, he's been a joy to joy to watch. And and you were saying about the penalties. That's now twenty one straight penalties for Tottenham. Yeah. 
It must have been that but, Liverpool, the, the two all in Liverpool that he last missed a penalty for Spurs. Exactly. I, can't, I can't remember the last, if, if there's another one after that. And that was, must have been about three, four years ago now. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that was, and on that day, that's when he got his 100th, uh, mm. I think it was his 100th Premier League or whatever yeah, it was. Yeah. He hit the 100. He, like, and he's just, he's just an absolute machine, this man. And that penalty that he actually took yesterday reminded me a lot. It looked like he mishit it a bit because it looked, exactly a replica from the penalties. Do you remember we beat the Filth 2-0 on the last North London derby at White Hart Lane? Mm. Oh, yes, yes, yes. It reminded me, it reminded me, it was like an identical penalty, an identical penalty. It was so close to comfort. But, you know, I I did a thing with Brian. I said to Brian Island as well, um, it's unbelievable how many times Harry Kane actually hits the side netting of the goal with a Mm, shot. It's like, like they say with penalties, if you hit the side netting, the goalkeeper ain't saving it. It's that simple. Mm. And he does it more often than not. And it was another one of those. And uh, Harry Kane, when the pressure was on, once again, two penalties in a week. And goalkeeper nowhere near them on both attempts. One against the filth, he went the wrong way. And Nick Pope didn't even bother moving. No, no. He always makes it look a lot better there. But what I particularly liked is two penalties in two games. Arsenal's was on the goalkeeper's left. This one was on the goalkeeper's right. And you can be the best penalty taker in the world, hit the post, in off the post every every time. But if you always go to the goalkeeper's right, eventually someone's going to save it because they're going to clock what you're going to do. Harry yep. Kane puts one left to the left, one to the right. You don't know which way he's going to go. He's put some in the middle before as well. And, yep. and I mean, it, Ramsdale's one against Arsenal helped because Ramsdale had buggered off before Kane even ran up. He, he dived out the wrong way. But again, it was in the corner. And yeah, just... Uh, someone said here, simply ace, he's uh, one of the best penalty takers I've seen since Matt Letizia, who was the best. Yeah. And, uh, again, he, left, right, centre, you don't know where he's going to go. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And uh, that's the kind of player you want, don't you? If Harry Kane was injured, it'd probably have been Son who takes the penalty. And Son's brilliant, but you wouldn't bet your yeah. house on Son scoring a penalty. You'd bet your house on Kane scoring a penalty. And yeah, I, I, I definitely think he's benefited from Conte, like you say. Nuno was just so defensive. It was unbelievable. At, at least with Jose, it was defensive, but with the knowledge that Kane and Son are going to get our goals, so let's get them in the game. Nuno didn't even bother with that. And that obviously came about during the Man City transfer saga and then after that as well. So I, I think Nuno's way of playing definitely had an effect on how Kane was completely ineffective earlier in the season. Conte, who famously said during the Euro 2022, I think he was on... Yeah commentary or punditry uh, uh, for Italian TV. If I was manager of Kane, he'd be in the box. He wouldn't be messing around other places. And it's it's just <laughs> shown with him scoring all of these goals now and getting involved. And, and you know, he, 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 I don't know how many goals he has scored in the Premier League this season. It's probably not far off 20. It's probably about 16. And, you know, back early in, in October, November, so Kane ain't going to get 10 goals here. And he's yeah. proven people wrong again. Well, he, well he, do you know what? He always does. He proved me wrong this season, and I will say he completely proved me wrong. But what you got to remember, it, weren't just, uh, it wasn't just Nuno's style of play. It was the culmination of years and years of being lied to and then being told, Conte's coming. No, oh, no, he's not. Pochettino's coming back. Oh, no, 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 he's not. Uh, Fonseca, oh, no, 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 he's not. Cato- Cato- oh, 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 wait a minute. No, he's not. Um, that's what done it as well. 
the entire uncertainty of what was going on would have and you know someone said it to me as well i can't remember who it was and if they're in the comments uh fair play to you. someone was saying he was heartbroken it mm. weren't just you know he loves this football club he wants to do well at tottenham and has always said if you match my ambitions i'm going nowhere and when you've had years and years of you delivering as in harry kane golden boots top goal scorers model pro role model doing this 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 I need to be told, yeah, we're going to do this and not do it. It's going to break your heart. And he, let's just hope he, I mean, let's just hope he's, he's not heartbroken again. But now we are seeing what Kane can do under Conte. And when, when, the, when the going gets tough, he gets going and he delivers. End of. Mm. And uh, he's obviously, I don't think he'll leave in the summer. So no. by, by that logic, he's, He's going to break Jimmy Greaves' record probably next season, unless he breaks a, another record and gets a 20-odd goals in one game. Um, but, yeah, I mean, do you think all will be forgiven when he breaks that record? Uh, obviously, the whole thing with City, some fans will still remember that. And, and you know, you did down tools for X amount of months or games or whatever it was. But do you think all will be forgiven and... and and also, do you think he'll be satisfied with that? He obviously wants to win trophies. He's obviously got there an unbelievable individual trophy with your yep. boy club. You're the leading goal scorer that's ever played for them, which probably will get broken, probably in about 50 years. Um, do you think that'll be enough for him? Or do you think he wants actual cup or league silverware? So, so, and, so, and then we could be in this situation where Kane wants to leave in a year, two years, whatever. Let, let's look at this way. Listen. When you have goal-scoring records to become the club's all-time goal-record goal-scorer, you look at Chelsea's with Frank Lampard and whoever, Bobby something, who he took over. It stood for years Smith, and years Bobby and years Smith. and years. No, no, it was Bobby Towlin or something like that. Oh, right. um, then you look at someone like Manchester United. They went for years and years and years because it was Bobby Charlton. The only time I've ever seen it change very quickly was with the filth where Ian Wright came and smashed Cliff Preston's record, and then you signed someone like Thierry Henry, who did it. You don't have this in football. It doesn't. These records stand for ages. Now, Harry Kane, we all know Jimmy Greavesy is the record that's stood for ages that he's going to beat, please God, and should do. And he's going to absolutely annihilate Wayne Rooney's England record. Absolutely destroy that one. Um, oh, yeah. And Bobby, that's what I thought. Bobby Townsend. Thanks, John Joe. Um, so, so being the record goal scorer of a club, like Rooney did not support United, he supported Everton. Mm. Ian Wright and Thierry Henry did not support. Frank Lampard did not support. But to do it for your boyhood mm. club, whether you win trophies or not, you're, you're, you're immortal. You are immortal. Um, that record will stand for ages. Don't get me wrong, he wants trophies. He wants Shearer's record as well. That's the other mm, one he wants. Yeah. Um, well, that's the other thing, isn't it? Because if he does leave... He ain't going to Man City because they've got Haaland. They don't need him. Yeah. Uh, he ain't He ain't going to... Well, he might go to Chelsea. God knows what's going to happen with Chelsea. But at this moment in time, he ain't going to Chelsea. Liverpool, maybe, but he's not kind of the, the, the same kind of player. Yeah. So the only other one is Man United. And, and why would you leave Tottenham to go to Man United? They're in a worse state than us. So I think the time for him to move was last year. And Man City, regardless whether you like Levy or not, and, and the, there was a gentleman's agreement, but it's like me saying to you, uh, I'll, I'll pay, I'll buy your car off you at the end of the year. And you go, OK, yeah, that's fine. And I say, here's a pound. 
You go, well, it's not up of for course, a pound. That's I need more than a pound. And yeah, and it's Levy never said what the money was. Levy had in his mind what the money was. And and this is Man City who it's like it's like Elon Musk coming to me and going, oh, I want your, your guitar is 200 pounds. Like, well, it's worth 600 pounds. You can give me six grand because you've got the money. And yeah, so I, I don't blame Levy for that. I blame him for the <laughs> Kane wanting to leave in the first place because of all the broken yep. promises and they're not, not, not back in the team. But in terms of that, I don't. And it's Man City's fault. They were trying to unsettle Kane. Doesn't work in this day and age now. And you were able to unsettle a player in the Ferguson era because clubs needed the money with this TV money. They don't need the money anymore. And so I, I do struggle to see where he will go to. to, so to, to I, win I, I, trophies Because he, he'll want to stay in England. Like you say, he wants Shearer's record. I'm pretty sure of that. Yeah, I mean, I, I, as long as Conte's there, I don't see him going anywhere. Um, we don't know. He could sign a new contract in the summer. He could. People have been saying he's trying to get it. If he knows that, if we see that Conte is backed, if we see things happening, he may want to prolong his Spurs career and extend it. If he does it. sign a new contract, that you guarantee there's a, a minimum release clause or a no Champions League release clause. Whether people I, buy it, pay for it is is irrelevant. But that was his mistake. Uh, I don't. I, I blame Levy for wanting him for him wanting to leave in the first place. I blame Kane and his agent for not getting that release clause in because that's just madness. That is absolute madness. For uh, well, uh, do you know uh, what? Do you know what? I, I, I don't really think it. I don't really think it is. I mean, we all dream. We all dream of having the life that Harry Kane has. We all dream of having a Premiership fo footballing career, not just for the money, but for the glory, for the playing the game we love. And I always said, and I used to play football to quite a good level. Never made it anywhere near. Um, but I always had, you know, when you start thinking and you daydream, and I was like, I always said, if I was ever to make it as a Premier League footballer, if I ever had, the first thing I'm doing is making my dad my agent because he won't be after like a, these people that start yeah, and look after and, and they're after themselves. Unfortunately, Harry Kane's brother wasn't. My dad wouldn't be like that. But, but this is the thing. What I'm trying to get is if I was playing for Tottenham Hotspur, I wouldn't ask for any release fee because for me, that is my Real Madrid. That is my Barcelona. That is my. My Manchester United. I literally, I've always said that, and again, all fantasy. That if I'd ever made it as a, a Premier League footballer, if I was at Tottenham, the only way I leave is if they sell me. Yeah, I would I never was, put in a request. Yeah. But then, obviously, I didn't get to that level. I didn't become the elite player, or knowing near. You know, I mean, and Harry Kane, when he signed that long contract, was Tottenham moving into a brand new stadium to be promised that they'd have great players mm -hmm. coming along? Yes. Was he? in love with Pochettino and we're playing great football when he was at the pinnacle of his game. Everything was yes. Everything was yes. And everything was going in that, in that ascendancy. And then obviously, trust me, obviously with Levy, I'd love to sign for Spurs just so I can get my hands on him. Um, but, but yeah, but as, as he was signing, you would obviously see that everything was going in the right direction. So why would you put, I, I, I don't think I would have had that, uh, that that I wouldn't even ask for it because I would have been at my club, which means everything to me, and I would have wanted to commit regardless. So uh, I thought this whole thing that he should have put it in at the time he signed that contract, everything was so positive. He probably thought, "I'm never leaving this club. This is my club. Why would I leave?" Yeah, I have I, I the same opinion. If I ever I was a footballer and played for Spurs, I'd never want to leave. I've got money that's enough for, to set yep. me down. But I think. It, it's very difficult to say because things would change. And if you suddenly got that, you always want more money. You always want more money. And, and 
yeah, I don't know. Do you, do you stop becoming kind of a fan? I, I, I don't really know. It's something, it's a rhetorical question because I'm yeah. terrible. I pay five pounds to play football. I don't get paid for five <laughs> figures. Uh, but yeah, and uh, but yeah, I mean, it's brilliant that he's playing well again and hopefully yeah. he can carry that into next season and, and hopefully Conte gets what he wants and then there's the, the whole... I mean, what I would say is at the end, uh, Conte looked really happy when the, the the players are in the centre circle in the middle of the pitch, crowd uh, clapping them. He looked really happy. He didn't have the aura of a man who's, well, if I don't get what I want, I'm off. But <laughs> this is Conte who can like, flip a switch. Uh, well, no, you know what it is with Conte? And I, and I genuinely believe this. I genuinely believe this. He had a connection to Juventus, obviously playing there for a, a large part of his career. And obviously, when you go back to manager uh, that club, it's obviously you you've got it's in your heart no matter what. I think the connection he has with Tottenham Hotspur fans is is on a par with like forget how he was with Chelsea, forget how he was with Inter. I've never known a manager in not just our history. I've never known someone that from the second he was like it was official, uh, people were singing Antonio and so. Like, literally, when you go to the game, it's probably the loudest song sung up there. Like, literally, the I've never known a manager to be sung about so regularly. Like, every five, ten minutes, Antonio. I mean, we all sang about Poch. Hmm. I think he has got an absolutely phenomenal connection with the Spurs fans. And he, he knows just how much we love him. And I honestly think he's got that bug for us, as in the fan and the club but it's yet to be seen what happens this this summer but there's definitely there's definitely a connection there with us that's yeah. for damn sure yeah I, I think so as well it, it is loud there it's louder than the magic you know pochettino song uh, i love pochettino yeah but remember there are 30,000 extra fans there so that might have something to do with it <laughs> well they poch did play in that new stadium but obviously not a huge amount but uh, yeah. Let's go back to the game, and we didn't have it our own way. Burnley did have chances, most notably Ashley Barnes off the post, uh, but they came out in the second half, almost a team possessed, uh, possibly a little strong, but looked like the, the penalty really hurt them. They were angry about it, and they took that anger yep. out in a positive way. A couple of crosses that came in, three headers. Luckily, Veghorst didn't get any of them, and he was off the pitch uh, at that point. Uh but again, we, we ground the result out. You know, we, we battered Arsenal. I mean, there was only one winner there, even 11 against 11, really, apart from the first two minutes. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Burnley, obviously, in the relegation zone now, they play like that. It's a cliche because you're obviously not going to play against teams who, who attack you as much and need to win. But they play like that. They'll be fine, although there's only one or two games left. But yeah, I mean... How do you think this will affect them? Obviously, a, a penalty, which they'll say wasn't a penalty, was an unfair penalty. Uh, whether that will affect them mentally, uh, uh, get them downbeat, hitting the post on another day, it goes on the inside of the post and goes in, and they get a draw, potentially even more. Uh, Leeds drawing as well after two men sent off and absolutely battered in two games. They get a point and go above them. Uh, how, how do you think this will affect Burnley? I, 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 as Bob Spur will know and has been saying when he's done shows and we talk about the relegation struggle, I said at the very beginning of the season before a ball has been kicked, Leeds are going to suffer second season syndrome and go down. And I said it from the beginning. 
And I'm not changing. I think Burnley will be fine. And fair play to Burnley after getting rid of Dyche. And everyone thought you have just put your signed your own death warrant. And away the lads. Come on, they've just kicked off for me. You're probably a little bit ahead of me, but uh, come, come on, you captain. Um, so, so yeah, I, th- I think Burnley are going to be fine. I think Leeds are done. But yeah, it's not the result you kind of want to have. Um, but they would have marked, they probably would have said, listen, let's try and get away the draw from White Hart Lane. Um, when they looked at it and yeah, they can feel hard aggrieved by, by the penalty decision, but I don't really care. But what I will say is when that ball hit the post, I can't remember a time where I've heard a thud on the post so loud. No, that I've never, well, I had my head on my hands for about five seconds afterwards. uh, As soon as it passed you guys, I, Oh, here we go. And uh, again, and I, I I done a brand new show today. I've done a self-harmless plug uh, called Daigle's digest. Um, where I spoke about the back five that started yesterday. And fair play to him. If someone had told me at the beginning of this week, or from the Liverpool game, Liverpool, the filth, Burnley, Romero would miss the filth and Burnley, and we would have only conceded one goal. Hmm. I'd have been like, yeah, all right, mate, what are you talking about? The defence have done their job. The defence have done their job. So, um, they need to be spoken about just as much as uh, as Kane and the rest of them. I think Ben Davies has been sensational this week, like between those games. Sessignon, who I've backed, has started to show it's just keeping him fit. Emerson Royale is really finding it. He must have found his Brazilian passport or something because he's just uh, started to get better. And, and, and Davinson Sanchez and Dyer have done what, especially Davinson, who's come in and everyone's like, oh, no, here we go. They've done their job. So... Two assists for him in two games as well. Who needs a playmaker? Um, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, that, that's what was most ple- most pleasing. The most pleasing was the win against Burnley. But one of the big pleasing things for me was that we were really under the cosh. We didn't have our, not world-class yet, defender, but by far and away our best defender in Romero. So yep. we, we, we're left with Davis and Sanchez and Emerson who... Down, really down in the dumps in terms of confidence. You'd have thought, uh, Santa Davies, who has been an absolute rock, he, he was unbelievable against Liverpool, he was superb yep. against Arsenal as well. And Dyer, who I know, I know this is Tommy's show, so he'll probably get kicked off here for saying this, but he's been superb as well and looked like a leader in these two games. He, I think, su- superb is a, a bit too far, but but for, for what we've seen of Eric Dyer in previous seasons. This season has been standout. Apart from the only other season I say was standout for him was the first season under Pochettino with the seatbelts. Sorry, the second season under Poch um, when he played in the defensive midfield role. I really liked that Eric Dyer. I loved that Eric Dyer. But if someone had said to me at the start of the season, this is going to happen, this is going to happen, and Dyer will be at the heart, I'd be like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? But this is what managers, elite managers do. This is what they do. And we saw when he was out, his communication, like the, his loss, the loss of someone being the communicator and organiser, you could see that it was, it was dire. Um, we need to upgrade on him. Don't get me wrong. I, I, him on the bench, no mm. problem at all. Him starting a few uh, 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 games, but we, if, we, if we're going to go places, upgrades need to be made. Although I think he is one of the upgrades we need to deal with later on yeah there's other areas that need to be dealt with like as an absolute certainty and a must 
Dyer being upgraded, yes, I'd like to see it. Would I be concerned if we got a brand new right wing back, left wing back, left centre back, midfielder and a forward? No. Yeah, I mean, in terms of our midfield, Hoiberg I thought was unbelievable against Arsenal. Obviously, he won't get the headlines there. You know, uh, Kane probably will or Son. Uh, the, the man of the match, sorry. But I thought he was epitomised our, you know, let's get into them, let's fight. This is a fight, yeah. this is the war. And he was unbelievable against Arsenal. Completely different game against Burnley. Didn't think he was bad at all. Benton Kerr was good against Arsenal. I, I, everyone was good against Arsenal. It's kind of yeah. <laughs> odd to single them out. Uh, but yeah, Liverpool as well. Benton Kerr, when, when he, his worst game by a mile, I thought, for us was Man United. But I think that was a brilliant game for him in the sense that it taught him very, very quickly. You, you can't dilly-dally on the ball in this league. You've got to get rid of it or get into space yeah. so you can dilly-dally on it. And he was dilly-dallying on the ball against Burnley, but it was after he'd passed and moved, and then he got an extra five yards. So he can do that, and then he's looking forward. Uh, next year, hopefully, he'll be even better after, was it half a, half a season under his belt? But, uh, yep. yeah, I mean, obviously, the two new arrivals, Kulisevsky gets all the headlines, rightly so, because he's scoring goals, setting them up. Looks like he's played in yep. the front three for years. But Benton Kerr, uh, where do you think he can go next season? How, how do you think his first six months, five, six months, whatever, have been? So, so, so let me touch on Hoybier first because people know my feelings towards Hoybier. He's my favourite player. And as, like I keep saying, it's not for his technical ability. No. It's for his mental, his leadership is. And just from watching his first interview when he signed for us, like, there's just an immediate connection for me and him. Or, or for me, not for him. Um, for me to him. <laughs> not. Um, geez, I should really puke out of that dictionary because it's not doing me any favours. Um, <laughs> Hoybier has been very, very marmite for people this season. Really has. He's coming for some criticism. I've given it some to him, but he's coming for a lot of criticism, which I which I have deemed or seen just so unnecessary. Mm. So unnecessary. He does what he does and he does it bloody well. If, if there was one man that you could say you can guarantee will be fit and available to play every single game, doesn't matter whether you like him or not, the one person you will say is Pierre-Emile Hoybier. And he, we've got him, and he does what he does. And the last few games, he's been he's been brilliant. He's been brilliant. Now, Benton Core, I didn't even know who he was when we signed him. I didn't even know his first name, didn't know what country he came from. I've been impressed. There's been a few games where he, like you said, he dilly-dallies or he, he's, he's very, he thinks he's still in Syria, where he might have a bit more time than he does. But he has settled in very, very well. And you can see something there. And then what we're all waiting to see is Ollie Skip with him. Mm. I, I most certainly am because uh, Ollie Skip will soon become my favourite uh, until well, Alfie Devine. A word for Hoiberg as well. He's helped Benton Kerr out. He's obviously the of elder statesman in that midfield. A, a young guy. He's he, he he 24, Benton Kerr. So he's not like, you know, you, you talk about your 18, 17-year-old. But it's a new new league, new country, new new everything. So Hoiberg yep. has, has had a massive effect and deserves a lot of credit. But he, he'd have seen him through games early on, uh, you know, January, February time. He'd have seen him through games and helped him out there. And now you're getting the uh, Benton Kerr that you're getting now. And uh, yep. Hoiberg as well played every game last season, every game bar the final in the Euros. The mental fatigue that must have happened yep. with the Ericsson situation. It stands to reason why he's dropped his standards a little bit this season. He's probably absolutely shattered. 
but then that's how good he was last season, that people just expect that on and on and on. It's the same with Kane banging in 30 goals a season. People just expect it now. But, yeah, I, I, I've got nothing but good words to say about Hoiberg. Yeah, I mean, I, I have to say, so I, I, I'm loving the Arsenal that turned up. First of all, there was a bad back pass and Ramsdale almost got caught. And now Ben White's got a yellow card within the first eight minutes. So, uh, and now Newcastle got a free kick on the edge of their pot. Mate, I'm, I'm ecstatic. Uh, but yeah, Benson Core, get back to Benson Core. The, the thing we were lacking is someone that can get the ball and move it forward quickly and make that forward pass and make that difference. And you can see the difference he is making. I think, when, and I, I'm trying to stay away from talking about the man that I really don't want to talk about. Um, it, it, it's it's all about getting people in before June or July the 1st when they come back for pre-season. So Antonio Conte can work them, mould them, and really get them going for pre-season. So when pre yeah. oh, sorry, the season kicks off, they are ready and firing to go full steam ahead. Because if he gets that, then we are a major, major force next season. Um, I don't think we'll we'll challenge City and and, uh, and Liverpool. I think we'll be their main rival. Hmm. Yeah. I've... Oh, Ryan's just dropped off. Hopefully, he'll be back in a sec. Oh, here he is. But yeah, I mean, uh, Man City now, they've got Haaland. I mean, <laughs> he can stay fit with the uh, uh, Fodens, De Bruyne's, uh, Marvez, Sterling's, Gundogan. Uh, the amount of service he's going to get, Haaland, is going to be absolutely crazy. Absolutely crazy. And uh, Sorry about yeah, that. That's all right, yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. Like, with Haaland coming in and all the players he's got around him, the service he's going to get is going to be absolutely crazy. And I'll be shocked if he doesn't get golden boot. No, uh, do you know what? No, I don't think Haaland will in his first season. I don't think he will. I think it's going to take... Because if you play a different way, I think like Thierry Henry and a Bergkamp and other players that come in, because it just because he comes in, it, we all know it's, um, it's very, very hard to just come into the Premier League. Very few people just come in and go, boom, off you go, away. And don't get me wrong, his goal scoring record is absolutely I, outstanding. I, I, I think I think he's a player, one of these players of a generation who'll take to it like a duck to water. And, and so yeah, I was on Wolf's show yesterday, Chris. And I was in agreement with him uh, with Wolf's show. I reckon he may get 16, 17 goals next season in the Premier League. In the Premier League. But the season after that and the season going forward after that, holy crap. Holy crap. <laughs> holy crap. Um, no, no joke. I mean, this will be fun. The way he scores goals in Germany, I think someone said yesterday he's got 85 goals in 86 games. <laughs> well, you look that's, at that's that. For now, that's Ronaldo Messi levels, that is. If well, that that's the thing. Then you, then you think about Alan Shearer's record. It's like, Jesus Christ, this guy could be uh, ridiculous. <laughs> if, 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 if it clicks. Look at some people that have come from Germany, like Timo Werner. Not mm. saying, listen, Haaland is leagues above that man. We all know that. But it doesn't mean just because you do it in the Bundesliga. Means straight away you're going to do it in the Premier League. So I think it's going to take him some time because City also don't play that way. They don't play the way Dortmund do. But if they find a way to suit his style, Lord have mercy. Yeah, I, I mean, I do think Pep is overrated in the sense that he's never taken over a team that need work. It's always a, a ready-made team there, or, or he's got the money to just get whatever players he needs in. So there's no I don't think there's any way he's buying him just because we can. 
I think there's a plan there. And uh, I think he's once in a generation kind of talent, Harlander. I think he'll, he's going straight in my fancy football team next year. Let's put it that way. Well, no, you know what it is as well with him. And I, so he's going to bring this parasite into it. When he get, when they get out of the chat, you, you look at it. Aston Villa got to sign Coutinho already. Fulham have got and signed uh, the guy from Fulham. Other people are making moves. They go out of the Champions League. What do you need? I need Haaland and get it done quick. Bang, off you go. Bye. We got season ticket hold. We got our season tickets in early because there was a reason or whatever it may be. Well, hello. Not saying you should have gone for Haaland, but 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 teams are doing it. Teams are making yeah. moves already. You can make these moves. It just can't be made official and blah 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 till the window opens and. So you can do it, and this is what we need to be doing. Why? Why are we not making moves just yet? There, there's talk. Get the why? Why can't we sign Till and get delivered uh, De Bruyne right now? So here you go. Yeah. This is what we're doing. It, this is where, where, where it happens, and this is why certain managers have their chairman. And yes, it's a dig at Levy, but but they have their plans and they have their meetings to do it. And when the when the option or the uh, um, the occasion comes that they can make a move on it, these teams do it. Hmm. We simply yeah. don't. Maybe we are, and it's just behind the scenes we're not seeing. We've got oh, deals in yeah. principle. But, go, uh, I, I wouldn't have thought so. But uh, one player that I, I think we've possibly got a chance to sign, certainly if they go down, and who was superb in the game, this guy, Nick Pope. Uh, the, the first save in particular from Sun was unbelievable. I mean, Sun should score, yep. don't get me wrong. But he's hit that so hard, so instinctively, and he's dived to get it. It's not like the second one, which just hit his arm. Uh, but he he kept him in the game in the first half as well. He he is a proper keeper. I, I love Nick Pope. I, I think Jordan Pickford. What I like no, about you. him and, and and goalkeepers like him, uh, Loris generally does it as well. Whereas Pickford, what he'll do is when he makes a save, he, he pushes it into the middle, back into danger zone. Loris, Pope, a lot of others on the main anyway. It goes out for throwing. It goes out for corner. Danger averted. Let's set up. Let's set up to defend the corner. And I think he'd be easily England's number one if he played for a team who are very comfortable every season in the Premier League. And I think we need a new goalkeeper. Maybe not next season. Although I'd like a new goalkeeper next season. It's not the most important thing. So if we need more important things, and goalkeeper can wait. But. I think possibly we're waiting to see if they go down because then he'll want to leave World Cup uh, uh, halfway through next season. But, I mean, what did you make of his performance and would you have him at Tottenham and do you think he'll come to Tottenham? So, first of all, Jordan Pickford. You know like how people say they're a great goal scorer or a, a, he's not a great goal scorer, he's a scorer of great goals? Mm. Well, put that into goalkeeper term and that's what Jordan Pickford is yeah. for me. He's not a great goalkeeper. He's a goalkeeper that makes great saves, yeah. i.e. I. that one that you made against Chelsea a couple of weeks ago. Absolutely world-class, outstanding mm. save. But then he's got so many rickets in him or so many fumbles or so many... Well, and he, he, the, the one that Sun scored against him was a yeah, calamity. Example. Now, when it comes to Nick Pope, I, do you know what? He, he, I, I, I like him. I think he's a good goalkeeper. And yesterday's performance actually enhanced that. If they go down, do I think he'll come to Tottenham this summer? No. And why? Because if you're an England international and you're going to the World Cup, Hugo Lloris is there next season. You are not playing second fiddle to, to, to Hugo Lloris if you're already an established number one. 
You may want to leave, but you're going to go somewhere to be a number one. If Lloris was to leave this season, then there's a, a bigger possibility, but he won't be leaving. I've been saying the whole time, the one I want is Jordan Henderson. And do I think Jordan Henderson will move in the summer? Yes, I do, because he's a number two already, but he doesn't know when De Gea is going. But if Conte says, listen, you're going to be a number two and maybe play, let's just hope we're not in Europa, but you're going to play domestic cups, you're going to do this, you're going to do that. But next season, and I'll put it in your contract, you are Tottenham Hotspur's number one. Then I think Henderson is doable. I just don't but, see. Do, Nick Pope. Do, do you but do you think uh, Nick Pope could work like that as well? And, and it no, could be he's a already lot, an lot. established number one. He is an established number one, and that's where I think the issue is. He's already the bride. He's not going to go back down to being the bridesmaid. Where Jordan Jordan Henderson is always the bridesmaid, and has only been the bride uh, at Sheffield United. So if De Gea stays another season, and how many times has he been told, "Yeah, we're going to give you game time. We're going to give you game time." Mm. And especially, who who not? I mean, who am I to say? You never know. Under Ten Hag, Ten Hag, who likes youth, might say, "Okay, De Gea, thank you very much, Jordan, you're in." Um, if Nick Pope was available, I just don't see him. Yes, I'd like him if he was gettable, but I just can't see him in a World Cup year as an established number one coming in to uh, to take over the uh, to, to 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 be Tottenham's deputy. I just can't see it. Yeah, I, I'm in slight disagreement in the sense that these these players think they're better than than the the players <laughs> they're up against. And uh, Newcastle are all over them. Newcastle are all over the field. Yeah. Let's hope they get a goal fairly quickly and get that pressure uh, on them even more. But uh, I, I think it's a very similar situation to when Loris came in. Brad Frieda was the number one. Loris was, yep. you know, uh, he, he was French World Cup captain at that point as well. Yeah. I'm not sure if Leon were in Champions League at that point, but they were definitely in Europe. But um, and then he forced his way in uh, with uh, uh, Friedel retiring at the end of that season. So I, I can see the same thing kind of happening. Um, Sam uh, Johnson uh, uh, is what Christopher Rinshaw uh, says. Yeah, I mean, that he's one, another one. Uh, but that yeah, one Henderson or Pope for me. But I'd I'd uh, tip the scales towards Pope because I, I I just love Nick Pope. I, I, Joe, Sam Johnson is the one. He's still in the, the the championship. They're not getting out. He's not signing a contract. He is free. That I can see all day long. And remember that word that I, that someone loves to hear: free. Um, <laughs> so that one, that one, I can see. That one, I can see. Uh, if if there was no, I, I just can't. I, I see where you're going with the Larissa and Friedel thing. Um, I think I think the difference with. Uh, with that, is Larice was coming from League 1 to the yeah. Premier League. It's a bit harder from Premier League, or it could be a Championship keeper by. But I don't. That's the thing as well. Like I said, I'm going Leeds to go down, so mm. he will still be a Premiership player. And then if he is, then the value is going to be big. Yeah, yeah. I, I, well, it's, it's always a premium anyway, an English player. But yeah, and goalkeepers aren't going to be cheap at the best of times. But I would love Nick Pope at Tottenham. I, I think he's top quality keeper put him, put him in a good side a, a, a top side no disrespect to Burnley but a team who are challenging for Europe in Europe or, or you know on the outskirts of Europe I think he'll be an unbelievable unbelievable player and uh, yeah uh, we've spoken about it already a little bit but uh, Newcastle versus Arsenal today obviously yep. I, I don't think you need reminding anybody but if uh, Arsenal drop points Top four is in our hands with one game left. We beat uh, Norwich, barring a 
20 nil win for Arsenal against Everton. Uh, the goal difference is too high, so they wouldn't be able to catch us. Uh, all the chats coming in. I'm not watching it, as I say, not wanting the tenth fate after <laughs> that's what happened against Palace. Ooh. I didn't watch it, but was on here. Uh, but yeah, all Newcastle at the moment. But how, how quickly we've seen uh, things Arsenal turn with all the pressure. Arsenal got a corner now. Yeah, I mean, how often have we seen one team getting all the chances and then all of a sudden it switches against the run of play? But hopefully Newcastle can keep going. But uh, you're watching the game. Have, New have Arsenal turned up as a team kind of lacking confidence or is it just yeah, I mean, massively buoyed by the last game at home, Friday night in Newcastle? It's both. Friday, it, Monday it, night in Newcastle. It, 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 it's both, in all honesty. Ramsdale has had a couple of fumbles. Uh, don't, don't, don't. Oh, thank God they didn't score from the corner. Um, um, Newcastle, I, like I said, I mean, I've said it so much, but I'll say again, I love Newcastle. And I'm not talking about the team. I'm talking about their supporters, the city. I, My wife found it very, very hard to struggle or, or she really struggled to settle into London. And having lived in Toronto for as long as I've done the way of life here, yeah, I see why. But if we ever move back to London, my wife said, OK, we'll move back to England, but not London. I'd want to live in Newcastle. I love that city so much. And those fans, like you said, it doesn't matter when they were in the championship or whatever. Football <coughs> football runs that city. Being a one-team city obviously helps, but they are absolutely mad about that. They, they live for that football team. Um, and <coughs> the, the place, I mean, obviously I haven't got the volume on, but I'm having uh, people tell me that it's absolutely rocking in there. Yeah. And Newcastle have started the brighter. They have started brighter. They've got Ben White already on a yellow card, so hopefully he'll do a Rob Holding and uh, get another booking very, very soon. Who knows what their injuries are like with the two defenders they started. And, uh, and yeah, Arsenal just had that one chance with uh, when they got a corner and it was a good cross, but, but no one made anything of it. But I, I see a Newcastle win and it being in our hands. Yeah, well, uh, let's hope so. And, uh, I mean, the, the North London derby... I, uh... Like I say, it must have had an effect on them because they looked absolutely shell-shocked. The manager didn't look like he knew what he was wanting to do. He's a young coach as well. We have to remember that as well. It's not an Antonio Conte who's been doing this for donkey's years. Uh, but, yeah, but you know, if we win both of our games, they win both of their games, they get fourth. And then, quite frankly, they deserve it if that happens because they've... Um... Don't say that. <laughs> don't don't say they win both. I'm almost said it. Don't say that. No. Well, you know, they're not. They're not. Point, Come point on, being, they'd have handled the pressure, and therefore they deserve it, and we've messed it up for ourselves. Uh, but yeah, uh, let's just hope uh, uh, Newcastle can do us a favour. And then we obviously come to the weekend: Spurs versus Norwich, Arsenal versus Everton. Re regardless of what happens tonight, top four isn't decided tonight. It's decided on nope. Sunday. Uh, Spurs, I've put it the wrong way around. It's Norwich v Spurs. Uh, yep. Norwich at home. Uh, but let's look at that one first, and then we'll go on to Arsenal-Everton. Obviously, we don't know what kind of frame of mind Arsenal will be in based on uh, the, the games happening now. But Spurs versus Norwich. Norwich are down. Nothing really to play for uh, other than pride. At home, last home game of the season. No pressure on them. They're expected to lose anyway. Pressure's all on mm -hmm. us. Uh, how do you see it kind of going? Obviously, my, my show on Friday will be a, a more of in-depth uh, Norwich versus Spurs uh, preview. One but... second, one second. Arsenal, well, good defending from Newcastle. Arsenal are growing into this game, by the way. Yeah. So, the first yeah. of all, as you were saying with Arsenal, we don't know what frame mind Arsenal will be in. 
We also don't know what frame of mind Everton will be in because yeah. they've got another game and they may be fighting for their life still if they lose that game mm. or they've won and relegation is done and dusted and they ain't got to worry. Uh, but for us, there's, I've, I've got a friend who's a Norwich fan who I actually met in Toronto of all places. Uh, mm. uh, the only Norwich fan I've ever met and I meet him in Toronto. Um, and he, he, he would say to me, listen, they're, 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 we're going to go out. We're going down. Uh, it's not been the greatest of seasons. Obviously, they don't have the, the team. There's actually going to be a mad protest. There's going to be a huge protest there um, regarding the owners. So I um, hopefully they'll show uh, some of the Levy in people on the fence. This is how you protest and this is what happens. So they're, they're, they're going to go out and want to put a show on for them. They will come out very, very open-minded. Like you said, there's, it doesn't matter what the result is. It has absolutely no bearing on them. Um, and they will attack, and it's going to suit us. It's going to yeah, suit absolutely. us to the ground. And, all, and the people like Kulu, uh, Kulusevsky, and all the others that may have had this bug um, will have a week to recover. The whole team will have a week to recover. We've just got to go out. all go, Not taking this for easy. Oh, it's just Norwich. We can just chill, relax. Even if Arsenal lose, and we know we just need to do uh, better than them, or get a draw if they get a win because goal difference will come into play. Um, oh no! If it's two points, yeah, three, yeah, that's right. Um, it, we 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 can't take our, our our foot off the pedal. It's got to be win, 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 win. Get 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 at them and try and wrap this up, like we did the North London, North London derby. Yeah. Try and wrap this up as quickly as possible, and then enjoy the moment, enjoy the occasion. Yeah, I, th I think if they do come out and attack us. Like you say, suits us down to the ground. Kane will get space. Yep. Sun will go off running. Kulu will go off running. The full back, the wing yep. back will go off running. And we can cause them all sorts of problems. Obviously, you've got to keep it tight at the back. Uh, but sometimes, you know, the, the, the lack of fear, the lack of um, where we've got nothing to play for, we expect it to lose, can work in your favour. But we should be taking that as seriously as though it was the North London derby because it's must win. Regardless of what happens, even if Arsenal lose today, it's still must win because then yep. you win that, you're in fourth, no no questions asked. But uh, how do you think the Burnley result will affect our, t our team and our heads? For me, we've won ugly. You know, That was the Brentford game. That was the Brighton game. We got one point out of six in that one. This one, the same kind of game, got three points, ground it out. I, I think it can only be a good thing can only be a good thing that you can win really well when you're playing really well, Arsenal. Yep. And you can win when you're playing badly, not that great. Burnley, obviously, it's slightly different than it's away from home. But I think it, it will give them a lot of confidence. The, the thing I'm the thing I love with uh, at the moment, and Bob Spurs said it yesterday, is it was a 1-0 win. But he said, and I, I agree with it, he didn't feel nervous. I felt nervous at certain parts. Hmm. But I wasn't like for 60 minutes, oh, God, here we go, here we go, oh, oh what's going to happen? We've had a problem at Tottenham Hotspur grinding out results when it matters. And if you told me two home games, we'd win 4-0 on aggregate, and I didn't know how many goals were scored in each game, and someone said to me, you're going to win the next two games 4-0 on aggregate, I don't care if it's 1-0 and a 3-0, or 2-0 and a 2-0. Mm. It's getting those games done. It's getting the points on the board and doing it. So... They've done it. There, there seems to be, I think Ben and Rez were talking about it today, for about the last 10 games, we've drawn to Brighton and Liverpool, lost to, uh, sorry, lost to Brighton, drew with Brentford and Liverpool, and won the other seven. 
So that you can see the mentality with what Conte has got starting to shift. It's very evident that that's happening. And I think he will this week be drilling into them more than anything. Do not take this lightly. Do not mess about. Do not get complacent. Do not be above your station. Just do what you've been doing. And I think it will see us through. Yeah, I definitely hope so. And I mean, it doesn't really matter what happens in the game today or in uh, uh, Arsenal versus Everton. We have to win regardless. So it, it, it's Correct. good in the respect that there's no real connotations. You have to win regardless. If it was, you have to win if this happens, but if this happens, you don't have to win. And so it, it, it's good that, that that's, that's there because it stops any of that uh, second guessing or anything like that. It's, you have to win. That's all there is to it. That's the only option that you need to do. Yep. Uh, alternatively, Arsenal, Everton, Arsenal at home. Uh, Everton could be in in the, the 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 relegation scrap. Obviously, they'll be I think two points clear of Leeds, even if they lose their next game. Um, I mean, I, I would imagine they'll set up the same way they did for Liverpool and City. You know, sit back and then try and get them on the counter attack. Uh, do you see them being dragged into the relegation? Dragged into the relegation fight. What a ridiculous thing to say. Do, do you see them needing to win to stay up? Or, or do you see if they lose, the other teams are going to lose as well? So you obviously can't look at it like that if you're an Everton fan or player or coach. But, yeah, I, I don't know who their next game is against. Their game it, is it, I think they've got Leicester during the week. I think it's Leicester. But for me, you're, the answer to your question is a yes and a no. Do I think... Um, the they will go into that Everton game. So sorry, will they be? I've said to you that I think Leeds are going down. Mm. So I, I I think it doesn't matter what goes on in those two games. Mm. Leeds, I think, are done. But do I think they're going to go into the final game of the season not out of it? Do I think they're going to get a win this week? No. So I think they're still in it on the final day of the season. But I categorically mm. don't think they're going down. I think it's uh it's Leeds. Yeah. So, so it's, it's kind of a yes and a no, if you know what I mean. Yeah, there's not really any point asking how Arsenal will line up about because we, we don't really know what's going to happen today so far and, and what their mentality will be. But you'd think they'll take it to Everton, being at home for their fans, regardless of what happens with top four or fifth. Yep. So give their fans something to cheer in the last game of the season. Um, but yeah, I mean, hopefully the pressure's on them because they have to win and hope we drop points. Uh, but then the pressure could be on them as well if if they win and they, they get top four. So it, it, it's all uh, kind of a lottery. This, this is the first season I can remember that uh, three things are, are going to be decided on the last day of the season, who the title goes to, who top four goes to, and who goes down. Uh, well, well, whether yeah. people think this league has declined or whether they think mm. um, it's, still the most entertaining. It's, not, it's still the most entertaining and greatest league in the world. There is no two ways about it. Um, I, I, I'm very, very lucky to be British and to have grown up and watched the Premier League or the First Division, whatever, and the involvement of the uh, or the evolution of the Premier League. And it may have lost some of its uh, uh, comp competitive part, but it's still, without doubt, the most biggest spectacle with the greatest outcomes and the the the, the fairy tales and everything, so so yeah, long may that continue. Just yeah, just don't absolutely. make sure Spurs are just Spurs in future. Just get everything done nice and easy so we can relax <laughs> and not have all this shit. Yeah, uh, but yeah, and, and 
it's by far and away the most entertaining. I mean, other leagues are done and dusted, but uh, you know, a month before, I mean, yeah, the, the, the title has pretty much been done and dusted in terms of who's fighting for the title for a while. Uh, yeah, one last question as well before we go. There's not a huge amount left to talk about, but Chelsea are only two points above us. They've they've lost the second of two finals to the same team in the same outcome penalty shootout. Yep. Uh, girlfriend's dad is a Chelsea fan and says we'll catch them because they can't score goals. They can't see teams. Well, one bit, oh, the whistle was blown. So Maximum was just literally almost through one and one or was through one and one, but it's been pulled back. So yeah. So yeah, no, we're, we're Chelsea, yeah. mate. We're Chelsea. And, 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 and so he thinks that, you know, because uh, the, the connotation is if we win our last game, Chelsea lose their next two. Yeah, we're ahead of I, Chelsea not, anyway, but I can't see that. I'm, I'm not even entertaining. Yes, it's a possibility mathematically. I don't give a fuck. Third, fourth, <laughs> I don't care as long as it's one of them. Um, listen, there's more Chelsea trouble today. Huge yeah. Chelsea trouble today, which I'm not getting into because it's all political nonsense. But I've said all along. They, when, when they've done this, like when they beat Leeds 3 0 recently, Chelsea bounced back. Don't worry about third. I mean, if they play again this week. It could be wrapped up. They get a win midweek. It's done. So I don't. I don't care what happens third or fourth. Yes, would I love to finish third in London's top club and get one over Chelsea and the Filth? Absolutely. Oh my God, that would be absolutely on the last day of the season to know the Filth screwed up right near the end. A for running away in January and B losing the North London derby, but then. To leapfrog Chelsea, who are leagues above us at one point, and just seen everything of the Chelsea story. Oh my God! It'd be like winning the. It'd be like winning the league. The way that these two bastards have fallen aside, I'd love nothing more. But do I care right now? No. Fourth, fourth, fourth. Just get that job done. Don't worry what Chelsea are doing. Just focus on us. Hmm. And obviously. Next question as well. Obviously, you've just said focus on us, so it's it's just a rhetorical kind of question, and uh, obviously it has no connotation for us. We win the game; that's all there is to it. But do you think there's a, a possibility that fourth and fifth could get in a Champions League because with what's happened with Chelsea today, they go out of business, and then obviously third, they're not in third anymore, and fourth and fifth go in. I mean, that will be I, down I, to. I, I don't see that happening. I think there's too much money in Chelsea and the government will allow it to go through because they'll get some of the money from it as well. So I well, think, well, it, like you say, it, focus on ourselves, win the game, see where that takes us. But yeah, Either no way, Chris, it doesn't even matter. It doesn't even matter what happens with Chelsea and, uh, and if the deal will go through. It's down to will FIFA, or sorry, UEFA, say, OK, Chelsea are not there. We're going to give it to fifth. It doesn't mean we rightly or whoever's in fifth rightly gets it just because one of our teams got out. They can say, OK, we'll give it to whoever. It's not It's not written in stone that if that happens, this will happen. Um, but but a world with Chelsea not being in it, that's kind of sweet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, as said, imagine if they had the Amazon documentary in this season. Oh. Uh, they wouldn't oh. be getting any money for it, that's for sure. But um, Who is it that said that? Uh, Audio Artisan. Always love in the chats, audio really, really good for Spurs streams. Really appreciate it. Yeah, love that, love that dude. And that, my god, because you got to remember, Amazon have been doing the filth, they cancelled mm. the first month because, uh, because obviously, uh, they lost three games and they're like, no, we're not doing that. Where if they if they carry on and pull through this and they lose the chat, oh, heaven, heaven, but yeah. Uh, 
but that's pretty much it. I mean, it's a short stream today. I think uh, <laughs> there's more important things than a Spurs stream today, being that the uh, Newcastle Arsenal game. Uh, so yeah, ho ho I'm gonna finish watching that, and hopefully, I don't jinx anything. Uh, but yeah, uh, thanks so much, Brian, for coming on. Always a pleasure having you on. No, no worries, my man. Always a pleasure to come on, my friend. Always yeah. a pleasure. Yeah, always a pleasure having you on. And Tottenham on tour, give yourself a quick plug. Yeah, like I said, that's the channel, Tottenham on tour. I've started my own new little thing today, which I premiered, which is going to be called Daigle's Digest, where every single day I'll be doing a little short 10-minute video or something. Nothing, nothing major. Um, <laughs> um, so, yeah, they can find us at Tottenham on tour. Excellent. Make sure you go check that out. Brilliant channel going from strength to strength. And, uh, yeah, let's hope Newcastle can uh, do us a favour. One person the time is all mine, all mine. Fuck on the time is all mine. One person I haven't mentioned, and he was on the uh, intro picture, which I should have mentioned, Trippier. Uh, obviously, he had his critics at Tottenham at, at some point, uh, you, you know, when he, he, he was yep. falling away, but that was when the team were falling away. But he said in, in interviews, you know, I want to win for Newcastle, but I want to help Tottenham. So he still has yep. a bit of an affinity for maybe not the club, but the fans, certainly. Yep. And uh, he, he he's still a great player. He, he's, he's partly... One of the big reasons why Newcastle have stayed up as soon as he came in, and you know, he's almost one of the boys there now. And uh, yeah, word for Trippier. Oh, I loved him as a player, loved him as a player. Wish we hadn't got rid of him, but I'm not going down to why and who and where because it's fairly obvious. Um, listen, he came back from the World Cup and he had a very, very good World Cup. He played that whole season with an injury, hmm. whole season with an injury, having to have injections before he goes. Arsenal, I will say are having to make a substitution. I don't know who the player is uh, that's going off. Uh, let's have a look. Go, 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 go up, go up. Oh, it's Tommy Yasu, by the looks of it. Oh, right, okay. So another, so another one of their defenders. Goodbye. Um, literally, it's like you're, you are the weakest link. Goodbye at the moment at the Emirates. Um, so uh, it looks like, yeah. But I don't know what's actually happening here right now because I'm there's a, a, a long... Everyone's now grabbing water. I don't, Tommy, don't get me wrong. He isn't riding around in, in agony or anything, but but something is definitely happening, and Arsenal are definitely making a sub after 38 minutes. Hmm. Interesting, yeah. Let's hope, let's hope that derails him a bit more as well. But, yeah, Trippier, as you were saying. Yeah, uh, he, he was playing with a, playing with an injury all season, having to have painkillers and everything. Um and it, it, it's turned out to be what it is, what it is. He's just another one that leaves the club, goes to La Liga, wins a trophy, um, comes back. It, it's evident, yeah, it's Tomiyasu that's going off and Cedric's, Cedric's coming on. Tomiyasu uh, has limped off. He hasn't been stretched off, but they have got rid of their... Uh, they've got a fullback out now. <laughs> um, so, yeah, let's see what happens now. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm hoping he's got them galvanised up because he wants to win it. They obviously respect him, so he's been able to gal, you know, like the the the, the yeah. locker room leader kind of uh, kind of yep. thing. Follow me and and everything like that. But yeah, hopefully Newcastle can get a goal, uh, or if not, just a nil nil would be fine. Cross uh, everything. One second, let me do. <laughs> crossing everything, legs across, yeah. everything's crossed. But yeah, let, let's hope so, and let's hope. Uh, we can win on uh, uh, Sunday. Obviously, I'll be back on my channel. Let's talk Tottenham. New car, uh, the Norwich preview on Friday, twelve thirty p.m. 
Uh, thanks everybody for watching as always and for all your comments. Uh, really appreciate it. Make sure before you go and if you're watching the replay, hit the like. Uh, and yeah, Sunday, uh, Friday, 12.30 p.m. on Let's Talk Tottenham. Please come and join us. If you like what you've seen, please come and join us and uh, make sure you hit that like as well. Norwich preview. Not sure who's on with me yet, uh, but there'll be guests on. And uh, yeah, let's just hope Newcastle can do us a favour today and then Exactly. I'm going to go back and sit down and relax and watch this now. Yeah. And then it's completely in our hands on Sunday. Let's just hope they can. But until then, till Friday, 12.30, come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Newcastle. That's what I'm saying. Newcastle. Come on, you too. Come on, you Newcastle.